The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Howdy! That's, that's my version of the mini pearl thing. Y'all look up mini pearls. You used to go, howdy! <laughs> welcome in, welcome in. Lord have mercy, is anything going on today? <laughs> in the sports world? <laughs> Reckon anything's yeah. happening out there, JB? Cloak and dagger, man. Cloak and dagger. I mean, it just kind of seems dead out there, right? Yeah, nothing happening. Y'all picking up my sarcasm? Welcome in! I better get going because we got a short time and a whole lot to squeeze in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Available to you in all 82 counties. Face-to-face, right there, nose-to-nose, you can meet with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent so that you get to know them personally. And so, you know, text them when something pops up insurance-related as opposed to having to deal with somebody you never see. It's a great thing about Farm Bureau. It's very, very personal, and that's the way it ought to be. Today is personal to me because it's hump day, and I love the Hampton Dance song. Happy Hump Day! Here we go! Happy Hump Day! You made it to the halfway point of the week, and there is a news drop today. The Big Ten is back. I wonder if anybody in the Big Ten is doing a Humpty Hump today. So y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Either way, you text. I'll get it here on the show and enjoy hearing from you that way. The Country Pleasing Sausage text line. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the number to call me is 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. Love to hear from you. And everybody watching, everybody watching the live stream of the show on Facebook, Periscope, and on YouTube. Hey to y'all! Happy Wednesday to you, Joy. The first comment on Facebook says, Watch an Egg Bowl again. So sweet. <laughs> Joy! <laughs> Is it a joyous occasion? She's watching the Egg Bowl uh, replay. Danny in Ringgold, Georgia says, Hi and Hail State. So thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, the news today is the Big Ten is back. Uh, they, that popped out there a little bit earlier here today on this Wednesday. Uh, I guess it was a release. Look, I, the, here's the fact of the matter. Okay, I'm going to own up to y'all here at the start of the show, tell you what's up as we get into this news. JB, today is the birthday of the homecoming queen. Oh, wow. I'm surprised you didn't take off. Well, you know, I had the day earlier in the week I took off and all that. Yeah, but that was necessity. <laughs> Lisa says on face, Facebook, good afternoon, Matt. Happy birthday to Annabeth. Thank you very much, Lisa. Yeah, we've been celebrating the homecoming queen's birthday all day today. She is, well, I'm not going to tell you the age because that, that would be uncouth, right? But I will tell you that, JB, you know, some people are big into and about celebrations. Right, like some people celebrate their birthday month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Well, it's like today. 
Um, we are going, we're going to get to spend a day or two in Vicksburg with her family next week. And uh, we're going to take a cake down there and have like a birthday celebration next week. Even though we're, we've really been celebrating her birthday up here today. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. Kinda, she, getting to know her has taught me how to celebrate things. Because let me That's tell you, man. That's a great compliment for your wife. Well, look, it's go big or go home on anything right. like that. Yeah. My birthday, our daughter's birthday, anybody in the family having an occasion, it's big. Okay, it's so you're saying when that little girl gets ready to get married, oh my, it's heavens. gonna be it's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. You know, people are like, you better save up for your daughter's wedding. I'm like, why? No matter what you save, it won't be enough. I promise. But anyway. She celebrates big. So we've been celebrating her birthday today. We had a lot of special things, you know, and it's so neat how our daughter, she is me made over on the outside. Right. <laughs> yeah, my eyes, you know, my feet, my hair when I had it, you know, like she's me made over. But on the inside, she is a carbon copy of her mother in her soul, in her attitude, in her countenance. And it, and I'm so thankful for that. And that little kid woke up 30 minutes on a school day now, 30 minutes earlier than she normally does, and could not wait to surprise her mama this morning with birthday stuff. And, uh, you know, a little cupcake with a candle in it and presents set out on the table and wrote her a note and all these different things. It's just uh, a lot of fun. And so anyway, the point I'm making is, I've been a little more preoccupied this morning than I am most mornings leading up to the start of the radio show. JB, I haven't done the normal show prep. I'm being honest. That's okay, man. Neither does Chris. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, I know we'll be fine. But so all that big lead in to say that while this Big Ten coming back to football stuff was popping up today all over the place, you know, it's on Twitter. It's I'm getting notifications from ESPN on my phone. It's just everywhere. Pop, 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 pop. Popping up notifications. Big Ten back. I didn't tune in to their press conference if they had one. I don't even know if they had one. I know there are quotes out there from Warren, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten and all that. I just don't – I didn't track it and follow it second by second like I normally would prior to a radio show. Right. So when I give you these details, just understand a lot of it's new to me too. I'm like going to click on an article here that says Big Ten football to resume the weekend of October 24th. Some of these details I may not have seen. Now, the one thing I have sort of engaged with on this story today is the inevitable. The inevitable, the obvious, the fact <laughs> that the very same media people, sports media people, who have been critical of the SEC and the ACC and others for proceeding forward, They've been openly, consistently critical of the Big 12 for proceeding forward. They pointed and snickered and laughed and made fun of Nebraska for outwardly, openly wanting to play, even though the conference wasn't going to. Those same ones are now hypocritically mute of any criticism of the Big 10 for now deciding they want to play. That's because their point is moot. The point is moot. 
<laughs> Maybe they have finally realized that, JB. Yeah. yeah. That They've gone mute be. because the point is moot. That'd be a good rap lyric. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to turn you into a rapper. No. no. <laughs> but anyway, you're exactly right. So that is a big, that's the thing I have engaged with. And I will give you some of my tweets coming up. Let me give you the details first. I would love to know what y'all think about this too. Hi to everybody on Facebook. My mother, who's tuning in from Wetumpka, Alabama on the Facebook Live, she still has internet. She says she's riding out Sally. Man, that's that's that storm is dumping some rain. I saw some photos of Pensacola this morning and got a friend in uh in uh Fort Morgan that is trapped in his neighborhood. Mm. They still yeah, it's not not any damage so far other than his fence, but he yeah. can't get out. All the trees are down. I mean, and when the, when the storm you're going to need a you know a kayak to get around anywhere in a lot and of those places. I, I don't know about you, Matt, but I've been through about 13 hurricanes in my mm. life, and I don't wish those on anybody. I bet. I've never been through one. 13, huh? Well, I lived in Baton Rouge for uh, yeah. a few years in elementary school and then uh, working at a church, you know, postgraduate school. And then, yeah. Uh, living down in Centerville for a while, too, so that's, mm. you know, 30 miles north of Baton Rouge. So. Yeah. Yeah, no fun. She's riding it out. Wetumpka's up in you know a, a much northern part, so she's getting a lot of rain and big storms. Not on the coast, but coast got hit pretty tough. All right, uh, country pleasing text line. Peanut Butter Falcon says today is my dad's birthday. Also, so happy birthday to him, uh, to Peanut Butter Falcon Senior, wherever you are. And the real Eric said, Matt, I asked Bo this question this morning. He says, I guess it wasn't about food and drink. He just looked over it. <laughs> What do you say? If this corona mess is around for the 2021 season, oh, it will be, Eric. I mean, the virus isn't going anywhere. It's here to stay. You say, but I know what you mean. Is it around without a vaccine and that kind of thing? If it's around for 2021 and the Pac-12 or Big Ten do the same shutdown football, could it possibly cause the AAC to become a Power Five conference? Sorry about the run-on sentence. Well, again, talking about moot points, it may be a moot point now, Eric, regarding the Big Ten, because the Big Ten is going to get it going again. Now all eyes are on the Pac-12. The thing about the Pac-12 is, in reality, they do have in some of their markets a, a, a much higher COVID rate still right now than other parts of the country. Uh, Jason, who lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, who listens to the show in Texas, has pointed that out. And he's right. There are some places out there in the big uh, Pac-12 footprint on the West Coast, L.A. and other places, where it's a lot more touch and go than it is in other parts of the country regarding the COVID positivity rate. And they have the wildfires going on, air yeah. quality in certain places. They've got a whole different set of things they're dealing with right now in the Pac-12. And you speak of touch and go, and I look at the last sentence in his text. Whose text? Says, Sorry about the run-on sentence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about the run-on sentence. Oh, it's okay. It's I all love right. it, man. It's, I don't mind it being a run-on sentence at all as long as it has p punctuation in there that helps me to read it the way it's intended. Maybe. The ones I have trouble with is where there's no punctuation, and a lot of times I get the meaning of the text, therefore, uh, a little bit messed up. That's so, pretty deep because you never know the intent of the word written unless you hear it verbalized. Right. That's a good point. All right, so the Big Ten is going to kick off its football season the weekend of October 24th. League's presidents, chancellors unanimously voted to resume competition. So they did have a vote. Here's the thing about it. 
citing daily testing capabilities and a stronger confidence in the latest medical information. And they made that announcement this morning. That's key. Now, that's just the first paragraph of the story, y'all. Okay? But me, you, and everybody together, let's be educated on this together. Let's think together. We don't have to agree, but let's all think. Think for yourself. Don't just listen to what I think and just buy into it always. Just, you know, think for yourself. But think about this. In order for the Big Ten to have canceled things and shut it down when they did, in order to shut it down when they did, they had to have something by which they were shutting it down, right? Does anybody know what that was? You mean like a reason? Yeah, they had to have. Yeah, they had to have a reason why they were going to shut it down. They had to have reasoning, something to back it up while they're shutting it down. In order for them to reverse that, <clears throat> theoretically, they've got to have a reason to open it back up. A re-reasoning. A re-reasoning. A re-remembering. Thank you, Roger Clemens. <laughs> or a misremembering of what they thought before. You know, whatever the case may be. But they have to have some more information. So they have to point that out. This is not just a theory, this is a great likelihood. If this took them a week to get their ducks in order just to make the decision, let's say they decided a week ago. Remember a week ago, y'all were hearing about there's going to be a vote, there's going to be a vote. Remember Clay Travis had sources telling him they're going to start on October 17th. They're going to start on October 17th. Remember that? That was a week ago. What about what you said yesterday with the, the Nebraska president? The mic was open. Yeah, he knew it was hot. Yeah. He knew. He's trying to be first. And, and look, the fact is they all knew, okay, for a while now. But they had to get their ducks in a row. What's the reasoning going to be? And how is it going to be explained? Those questions are, are coming. Are you going to believe it when they say it? Right. It, can it be passed off as believable? So, citing daily testing capabilities and a stronger confidence in the latest medical information. Let me give you a timeline. August the 19th, the Big Ten's decision, quote, according to them, will not be revisited. That was on August the 19th. Yeah, they were firm. We talked about that. And then, less than a month later, three days shy of one month, here we are, the Big Ten's decision is reversed. Now, they will tell you that public pressure had nothing to do with it. Uh, Some people call that crawfishing, or as they say, the backstroke. (laughs) They are also already using their mouthpiece media, which they've been using the whole time anyway, already, y'all. Listen, 40, Thamel, they might as well be in bed with the Big Ten. That's where they've been getting their... Their marching orders already have been the whole time. And so they're already using a lot of that um, friendly media to make sure everybody understands that like the White House and President Trump's phone call and they're offering this and offering that has nothing to do with the decision. Okay, so it's it's, it's sensationalism. That's there. It's not journalism at all. It's sensationalism. Yeah. 
Well, I think I mean, that, and, and the thing about it is, for the people that matter most in this, and that would be the Big Ten players and coaches and families of the players and coaches. They were never consulted. Well, and they were never consulted. They were never cons- they were never communicated with JB. So right. n- not just consulting, but just letting them know. <laughs> okay, but on top of that, on top of that, they're not actually getting the credit they deserve for getting this thing because they are the ones who got it going back the other direction. It has been players and coaches constantly. Not to mention, a lot of these same media people <clears throat> who now, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of pleasant about the whole thing of the Big Ten. They got new information now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got new information, so they're going to play football. They're the same media who laughed and pointed and snickered and drug the name of Nebraska through the mud when Nebraska all along was saying, no, we can play. No, this isn't right. We can play. We want to play. Where are they now? Hypocrisy abounds is what we're saying on all this. Having pointed that out, the media perspective is one thing. This is what I believe. They got back to playing football in the Big Ten on a totally different path than what the SEC took, the ACC, the Big 12. A different path. But they're going to play football now. Later in the year, yeah, but they're going to do it. A different path. And at this point, what's the point in somebody like me or anyone else kicking the Big Ten and, and pointing at them and now dragging them through the mud for past decisions? I'm not going to do that. I believe the Big Ten is to be applauded for figuring it out, listening to reason, and trying to now proceed as safely as possible. There's no guarantee that everything will be safe. They're not going to allow any fans at any of their games. Okay. Well, who's to say they won't have postponements? They will. They may have to cancel some games. Sure. Just like everybody else. Everybody else is going to have those same things. As you pay attention, not because of deaths, no, but because of positive tests, and we're trying to be safe with the virus. Okay, so I'm not going to cr- criticism any. I'm, I'm not going to criticize them anymore for past decisions. I think they have turned and have have, in in the best way they can, looked at everything around them, including other teams and leagues playing, and going, okay, this can be done. Let's let's get a plan and a date to get it done so that our kids can play. And let's figure it out. Well, we don't need fans. Okay, well, let's do it without fans. Well, for me, that's better than nothing. So I think they are to be applauded for figuring out a plan to go forward as safely and as responsibly as possible at this time, based on the information they have. Did they make the wrong decision to begin with? Yeah. Was it based on some faulty information, medical stuff? Yeah, as it turns out. But now they're going to get it right. So, the same people who are now, agree with me, you should be positive about the Big Ten returning to football. How is it that those same people are positive about the Big Ten returning to football, but have been critical of the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC now for months? How is it? Those same people. Why? Anybody got an answer as to why? That's what I want to know. Why? We have theories. I think in some cases, those things are not all that far off. 
on August the 19th, the Big Ten's decision <laughs> is uh, not up for debate. We shall not be moved on that. Less than a month later, reversal. What changed? And I would just say one more thing. There are media people right now, this very minute, who, again, are happy, happy, happy to get their marching orders from their Big Ten people who've been giving them marching orders this whole time. Who are tweeting stuff right now with quotes from medical people about how, you know, the research on myocarditis or this, you know, medical data or this doctor or this research. Don't just give me the overall quote. I want specifics. I can take it. I can consume it. That's what I want to know. Don't be lazy. Yahoo and Sports Illustrated and everybody and ESPN. Don't be lazy. You can do it. You can get all the information you want to get. And put it in black and white on your website for me. Here's what. Here's the information they used to, dis, to make the decision they made. And here's the information they used to reverse it. Let's see it. What is it? Let me give you a hint. You will never get the truth on that. You'll never get it. It's not about medical research. It never was. This reversal, it's about some other things. But I'm glad it's about getting the kids on the field because they want to play, and that was a big reason for it as well. Just getting started. Stick around. Back with you. Thanks for tuning in on this Wednesday Hump Day. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. For those of you that are watching the uh, live stream, you'll be able to see this. Uh, if you're listening on the radio, you can hear this. You hear this? I got this packet of information that just came to my house. Look at there. C a packet from C Spire that says we are building fiber into your neighborhood. <laughs> We're building your fiberhood. That's from C Spire. Ready to bring home real internet speed. We're talking fiber internet coming into my neighborhood in Tupelo. I cannot tell y'all how excited about that I am. Gigabit internet. Look at here. This is page three of the of the packet. Gigabit is a word you don't hear much. That's because it's a speed you don't see much, especially not with symmetrical uploads and downloads. And unlike the other guys, the other guys, we give you your own connection, not one your whole street has to share. Bring it on, C Spire. I cannot wait. As soon as you flip the switch for gigabit fiber internet in my house, I'm in. You just tell, don't even tell me what it costs. Is the house for sale next to you? Yeah, there's one, there's two houses, two houses down there is at a really good deal. No, I'll just move in with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of costs, we're going to need to, uh, yeah, man, I can, I can pay some rent. <laughs> All right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Can me you... and the missus will just pack up and, and, uh, show up one day. Well, but... I got a couple of questions for you. One, do you have a pressure washer? I do. Okay. 
check. You have a boat? No. Yeah. I have access to one. Oh. Well, we'll give you a point five for that one. Okay. <laughs> I have access to a large place where you can catch the same fish. There we go. Catch the same ones over and over again and release them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> uh, for those watching the live stream also, uh, BMAC on YouTube said that... Um, he commented, he said, I watched the 99 Cotton Bowl last night. I didn't realize you punted in that game. Nice punts, and you were pumped when you pinned them inside the five. Yeah, I felt like our team needed a spark. <laughs> so I punted, this is against Texas, and I punted, and we pinned it inside the five. So I start pumping my fist. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm trying to get the defense fired up. They'd had a rough day so far trying to tackle Ricky Williams. And... Um, that was a New Year's Day game, wasn't it? It was. I tried to yeah, get them fired up, JB. And I think I even remember one of my teammates kind of laughed at me. <laughs> he was like, come on, Matt. You know, because, you know, you don't usually see that out of your punter, let alone me. I never really got that excited. It was Maybe it was a little fake, but whatever. You do what you have to sometimes. All right, here we go. Country pleasing text line, 885 Scott, Texas show, and says, how many games are they going to play? Let me peruse this. Each team of the Big Ten will attempt to play eight games in eight weeks. What? Leaving no wiggle room during the coronavirus pandemic for the Big Ten championship game on December the 19th. So, unlike the SEC, who proceeded cautiously, uh, they are coming back. They're going to get it going. But it, now they're in a position where they don't have any open dates. It's going to be eight straight weeks for every team. If there's a postponement, it's effectively a cancellation. There's not going to be makeups. I don't guess there's no Big Ten championship game because of that. Wait a minute. No, there is. No, it is. They just can't move it. That's what it is. So, I mean, you know, if you miss a game, you're just going to have some teams that play fewer games. But anyway, to answer your question, Scott, what the Big Ten is trying to do is eight games across eight weeks beginning on October the 24th without fans. That's the other part of it. Zero fans in any Big Ten stadiums according to the conference. QB1 on the text line says, except for the Big Ten, anyone that tests positive for COVID is suspended from the team for 21, ta- 21 days. What do you mean, except for the Big Ten? You're saying any league other than the Big Ten? And then QB1 said, and if at any point 5% of the team is positive for COVID, the whole team will not be able to play the rest of the season. They're done. So the Big Ten is allowing football but they're pretty much setting themselves up to fail if there is any spike of COVID. Okay, so you're saying that's in the Big Ten. If anybody tests positive, they're suspended from the team for 21 days, not 14. I think I did see that about the Big Ten. You know, you say setting themselves up for for failure. It, It Look, we don't know this, but there's a great likelihood, QB1, that they adjust those things as it ebbs and flows once they get closer to the season or once they get started. You know, like we, a t- had a, we had a caller that, that voiced the same thing, Matt. I think I sent you a text, and, yeah. and his comment was, I bet they don't have enough people that test positive where they have to quarantine. Yeah, not going to have very many positive <laughs> they're tests. They're not going to have 5%, you know, Ted. But do you think about 
if if it's an eighty-five man roster, that's six to seven people. Mm-hmm. If they test positive, then you got twenty-one days. Right. So you, yeah. So I understand what he's saying when he's set up to fail. Right. There. I keep going back to this. The Big Ten is to be commended for turning around and trying to get this right. And that is, just proceed responsibly, cautiously. You're going to limit the season. Yes, if certain things happen, people are going to go into quarantine. You may have to postpone some games. Every That's where everybody is. That is the right way to handle it. It's the way high schools are handling it. And it's just the pragmatic, makes sense way to approach the whole thing. In different places, different conferences, that there are differences in the attendance deal. Yeah, we can get 25% in our stadium in Starkville and Oxford and Hattiesburg here in the state of Mississippi. It may be 20% in Alabama. Who knows? We'll see. Whatever. Those things vary. They're not going to allow any fans in their stadium in the Big Ten. Okay, fine. That's you. But in terms of the players and the coaches and the players' families, you know, let them try to play and set up these standards. You got to meet these standards. We got to make sure we don't have this many tests. And, you know, we're going to do a little few extra days for quarantine. If you, okay, fine. Do all of that. They are to be commended for trying to figure it out safely, responsibly, to have, figure out a way to go forward. Getting it right ultimately. But it still remains a fact that when they made the decision to call it off on August the 19th, and cancel it on August the 19th without any chance of revisiting their decision. They said back on August 19th, they said they were basing it on health and wellness information as it related to the student athletes and, you know, medical studies. Y'all, it was a lie. It was not true. That's not what it was based on. Maybe there's a little bit here. Maybe we, you got, we got to consider medical information. If you think them canceling it and the Pac-12 following suit on, on August the 19th was all about the medical and the safety, again, let me offer you some oceanfront property in Etiwamba County, as they say. Because the medical stuff we're talking about has not changed, they will tell you that. But show me the specifics. Where are they? You won't see it because they don't exist. Wholeheartedly a fact. But but credit them for cooler heads prevail and they sit back and go, yeah, okay, yeah, because of pressure from alumni, fan bases, coaches, players, players' families. Yes, because of a virtual uprising there of pragmatic, everyday, good, hardworking folks who say, this ain't right. You're not doing this right. It's just wrong. Because a lot of them know that a lot of the factors go into it are wrong. For them to say, okay, we can't continue this. we got to sit down and figure this out. I'll tell you another thing. It's for their own good long term. I don't think this should factor into the decision making. Maybe it did. But it is best for the Big Ten in the long term. Because if you sit there and don't play, listen up, Pac-12. Listen up, California. I know you got issues. Yeah, I know you got outbreaks. And I know you have wildfires. I'm just telling you a fact. You don't get it going. You don't play. You're looking at years 
of second and third fiddle in recruiting to the ACC and the SEC. Just ain't going to do it. <laughs> That's all. Hogjow, country pleasing text line. Do you think they will play because of the 5% guidelines on positive cases? If I'm reading it right, that would only be about five players on a team test positive, and that team is then shut down. Well, that's what JB was saying. <laughs> you know, if you want to go like, not conspiracy, but lack of transparency. You know, you get five players at one time. But you think about this, though, Hog Jow. I mean, is that really all that far off? That's all I'm saying. If you have five players, what if they are five players at five different positions who have been to five different position group meetings? Well, because of contact tracing, what? Anybody that came in close proximity and contact with that person who tested positive, they've got to be in quarantine for 14 days also. Well, if you get five players and just hap- let's just say that happened to be five different players, multiply that times each one of them came in contact with five people in the team locker room or something or on the bus or in the dorm. What are we talking about? Now 25 players are in quarantine for two weeks? You just about might as well shut it down if that many have to go into quarantine just because of contact tracing. So I don't know that it's necessarily all that far off. It is different, but it is what it is. Y'all stick around. I like that. The man said, playoff caliber sports talk. I like it. I'll take it as a compliment. Welcome back to the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Reminding you, I'm still sleeping good at night on that Nest and Wild mattress. Y'all check that out. Nestandwild.com. It's a Mississippi-made product. Everything in there, 100% American Made the Mississippi Company. I know the folks. They're really good people. Everything there, the mattress, the base, top to bottom, it's all American-made products. Every mattress they sell at Nest and Wild is 12 inches thick. Not 10 inches, 8 inches thick, like a lot of the ones you buy, you're sleeping on now. Everyone, from twin all the way up to the largest king size they have, is 12 inches thick. And it's a great product. You order it, it'll show up on your doorstep, a new mattress, one of those where it's like, you know, shrunk in there, airtight, <clears throat> so the box is smaller than you think. Shows up on your doorstep in three to five days. And then you have up to 99 nights to sleep on it to make a decision if you want to keep it or not. It really is a heck of a deal. And they are great people making a great product. We love ours. We have a California King. And yeah, the two little miniature schnauzers jump up there and enjoy it as well. <laughs> so um, check them out. Nest and Wild. Dot com And if you use code BULLY20, that's B-U-L-L-Y-2-0, use code BULLY20, you get 20% off and a free pillow top mattress cover to go with it. So check them out at nestandwild.com. How about this? Beaver's former neighbor, Stephen, on the country pleasing text line. I love that. His name is Beaver's former neighbor, Stephen. 
says, so we were talking about this Big Ten stuff. He said, it's because the majority of the states that make up the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC are Republican states. And the media is full of left-wing journalists that aren't really journalists. They are political activists that have infiltrated the news business. In a lot of cases, Beaver, it's hard to argue that. No, sorry, Beaver's former neighbor, Stephen. Let me give you a prime example. Thank you, JB. This is so, like, on cue. I saw this earlier as well. A woman who writes for the USA Today online titled an article today, Big Ten's decision to play football signals the darkest day in in the conference's sports history. Uh, Larry Nasser, uh, Jerry Sandusky, Whew. but he, about the nicest thing. Well, I started to call names, but I won't, but about the nicest thing you could say, I said this on Twitter. This one is like a dying fish flopping around on the deck. Might want to just kick that one back over in the water and let it go where it came from. That might be what you want to do with that column. About the nicest way that we could say it. Um, Bully Bill on the Country Pleasing text line said, Michigan's governor will sabotage the plan. I don't care what your political leaning. She's an idiot. That's from Bully Bill. On the Country Pleasing Sausage text line, 885-ESPN, 885-3776. Real quick, what about the Pac-12 they just have a whole set of factors that they're dealing with. They're dealing with wildfires in, in part of their footprint. COVID outbreaks and others, it's a different deal, I believe. <clears throat> I will say, though, that you have a bunch of Oregon football players who were all over Twitter today demanding to play. Let us play. We want to play. Let us play. And I couldn't help but think, JB. Yeah. Hmm. You remember that? Pac-12 players unity group that supposedly represented every player in the conference? Yeah, or the or the cornerback that opted out last week that you went off on. <laughs> I don't guess those guys necessarily represent the uh, kids at Oregon that are demanding to play football, do they? I don't doesn't know. doesn't seem that way. I sarcastically said, it's hard to figure out who's in the unity group and who isn't. Well, in this case, it really ain't that hard to figure it out. Uh, Mailman David said, do you think it'll be fair for them to play less games and then get into the college football playoffs having not played as much? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're scheduling eight games with no open dates. But they've got a plus one, I think. Do they? I think so. And they're going to try to play just, their conference yeah. championship game. Yeah. Well, you know, so, no, I don't I don't think it's unfair. I think it is fair to, to include them in the playoff. They're going to play. Everybody's having some type of abbreviated season whether they start a month after the SEC or not. The SEC is building in, effectively, two open dates. One in the middle of the season for everybody, one right before the conference championship game for everybody. That allows them to work around some postponements, which they will have. So there's a chance you may have some Big Ten schools, David, who play all eight games and have some SEC schools who only play eight games. Does that make sense? And so I'm okay with it. It's strange for everybody. So if they jump out there and, you know, you have some schools with seven, some schools with eight games, some schools with fewer, they'll just have to factor that in. And, and I think that's okay to do. 
All right, Divinity Equipment phone line. Y'all head on over to Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. And if you go up there to Madison, Gluckstadt, tell Jonathan, I said, hey, sneak up behind him. Do that. Walk in the door. Sometimes when the air gets cool, they'll prop that front door open, you know, so sneak in there and get right up behind Jonathan McMillan when he's not looking and go, hey, <laughs> and watch how good of an athlete he is. He's still a good enough athlete. He'll jump three feet off the ground. Divinity Equipment phone line, drug dog hanging on. What's up? Hey, uh, Matt. I have not heard this discussed, but I figured if anybody in the sports world knew the answer to this, it would be you. So quite a compliment. No to you. pressure. Dad, well, dumb it. <laughs> Got your head built up, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, since this year is a gimme year, uh, is there any talk about KJ Costello coming back next year for another year? I have not heard any talk about it. Um, no, I, like I said, I haven't heard any talk about it. However, Drug Dog, you're exactly right. It would make perfect sense. If, let's say, you know, there's another injury early, mid-season, even late season, you get banged up just right where it might affect draft status or working out for a combine, that kind of thing, it would behoove him to come back and play a full year healthy and another year of experience. No question. And certain positions are different also. Like, I put it to you this way, like, a running back, because of the wear and tear on the body, he's trying to get into that NFL as young as he can get in there. So go ahead and go now. Right. Whereas a quarterback, right. you, there's more value on you as a quarterback if you're coming into the league at 25 or 24 as opposed to 22. You know, So the position plays a factor. I would just say that even though I hadn't heard anything about it, it would make total sense for him to absolutely be open to that, depending on how this year goes. Now, if he goes out here in 10 games this year, and let's say they play all 10, and they upset somebody, and he goes and throws for 320 yards a ball game, then see you later. Yeah, yeah. All right, second question. Uh, I saw that Orgeron announced that a lot of his players had COVID. Is there a remote possibility they may cancel that game, or do you think it's on full bore? Then I'll, I'll let you run. Yeah, I think it's, as of right now, Drug Dog, it's on full bore. And, you know, I have some folks at LSU that I'm friends with, and we direct message from time to time, and it's the kind of thing where if that were going on, they'd give me a heads up, and and I haven't gotten any of that. I think I took that, con- that comment in the context of, over the long haul, just about everybody's come in contact with this, but they're all recovered, and we're hoping now it's a thing where they don't get it again. Um, but, but I haven't gotten any indication that they're on the verge of having to cancel that first game as of today. That's my answer. I do. Hey, man, great show. Appreciate the uh, comments, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, I appreciate it, Drug Dog. Again, I, I would tell you too. You know, you're asking about you know something that a guy like KJ Costello might do. I this has been such an odd year because of isolating the football team, wanting to make sure that you don't, you know, let a bunch of people get around the team. Media can't even get around them. Uh, I have not been around them nearly as much as I normally would. And so a lot of times the exchanging of information or just in general conversation stuff that you, that I might have access to, rightfully so, we haven't had those opportunities as much. Um, just 
you know, the way it is. And I think everybody kind of understands that right now. So, I mean, that's the big news today is um, Big Ten's back. Coming back in late October, they're putting a little more stringent guidelines on their teams as far as numbers of positive tests and all that in order to be able to play ball games. Okay, understandable. You know, we may criticize that and go, it's easy for us to go, you know, why would they do that? If, if the whole country says contact tracing, you came in contact with somebody with COVID, you got to quarantine for 14 days, why would they decide 21? Well, if you look at it, I mean, the Big Ten actually canceled this thing. They've always been a little overboard on this as compared to others. So that's kind of actually in line with their decision-making on this thing. It's just like going here on the beginning without even saying they're going to consider future data. They went ahead today and said, we're going to play no fans in any of our stadiums all year long. Well, I mean, to me, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Big open-air outdoor stadium. It's hard as all get-out to spread that thing outdoors. I've read studies where doctors are saying, hey, man, just go outside. (laughs) I know it's not that simple, but it's primarily being spread in big group gatherings indoors. So I don't understand the shutting the fans out totally thing, especially in college football. All right, hour two coming up. 